Welcome to the Campus Fellowship Podcast. This is a podcast interview where we seek to highlight for you a resource on our website that we think will be a blessing to your life. My name is Jacob Bennett, and I serve as the Executive Director of Campus Fellowship, which exists to equip local churches in a common mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ on college campuses who worship God and change the world. And with us also today is Dylan Gadberry from Walnut Creek in Des Moines, Iowa. Welcome, Dylan. Hello. Thanks for having me. I heard your nickname is Dillo Pet. Is that right? Um, uh, it depends who you ask. If you ask <laughs> Trey Newman, that's my nickname. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, before we get started into the article um, that you wrote about rest and Sabbath, um, I thought it'd be good for listeners to hear about you and how you got into college ministry. So would you like share briefly uh, how God led you to what you're doing right now? Sure. Yeah, uh, I guess super briefly, uh, I was saved in college, so that was a big, so college ministry was a big influence to me, obviously, in that way. Um, I grew up going to church, but uh, I I didn't really grasp the impact of the gospel, and I also just had a very, um, a very legalistic mind about God, and uh, that has really shaped my life in a lot of ways, I think, um, even after becoming a Christian. So college ministry is how I became a Christian, and I fell in love with the Word of God. And I just wanted people to know the Word of God. And um, I think particularly about college ministry is that uh, in college you're being bombarded with a lot of different stories about what the world is and what life is and what it all means. And you get this opportunity to, to tell the truth. Like, mm-hmm. this is God's world, and this is his story, and he sent his son to save us from our own sin. And um, that's exciting to me that, uh, there's, that, that there's a lot of people who don't know the story, and it's mind-blowing. And as I've discovered it, it's just really, really blown up my whole view of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's why I uh, like working with college students, because they like to interact with that. So Sweet. That's cool. So maybe just to start off, like, why did you think it was important to write an article about rest and Sabbath? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think one thing was the timing. So I wrote this article um, right around the end of our fall launch time. And so you kind of go, go, go for a month or two. And we hit our, and in, in Des Moines, we hit our fall conference. And that's sort of the end of that period. And so that was timing. You're really tired. You've been working hard. But also, I think just as a, uh, as a pattern, what I've noticed, and I think I noticed it first with myself, but I see it in other people too, is that you see a lot of people, um, uh, in, very particularly at Drake, uh, because of the way Drake students are, just wear themselves out and overwork themselves in a way that God didn't mean them to, to do. And so I said, that, that was my experience. Um, and so I, I guess I thought that in order to make the best use of the time, since the days are evil, which it says in Ephesians, that meant that I had to be constantly on top of every single minute and every single second, making sure you know, I wasn't wasting time, making sure that you know, I was being as faithful as possible. Mm-hmm. And, and what that can create is sort of this image of God as a taskmaster, slave driver, but and sort of distort the that what who God really is, a gracious Father, and um, what I think is cool, particularly about the Sabbath, is that He's gracious enough 
that he actually commands us to rest. Like one of his commands is to rest. In fact, mm-hmm. that's like the whole gospel imperative is to rest in the truth of the gospel that you don't have to work for yourself or you can't work for your salvation. So I provided this way. And the Sabbath is a little picture of that. And um, it helps us to see a God in that way. I think that's a very cool thing about God. Yeah. Now, now even maybe help define the term. Like what is, you, you were throwing, using this term Sabbath, mm-hmm. you know, throw, talk about rest. Um, is rest just like me time? Like, uh, what even is the Sabbath? Uh, walk us through maybe really briefly, like, what are we even talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, so the Sabbath is, uh, in the Bible, it's, it's brought up a lot. Um, at the beginning of the Old Testament, so uh, right, right away you get God. He creates the heavens and the earth, and then on the seventh day he rests from his work of creation. And that's sort mm-hmm. of where this idea begins. And then... Uh, so Moses wrote Genesis, then he's writing Exodus. And then the Ten Commandments, it says, you shall honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And so the Jews were to, on the seventh day of every week, take a holy day of rest because that's what God did. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's like, <laughs> this it's a very old idea within Christianity and within Judaism that one day out of, every, out of every seven as a rhythm, you rest from your labor. And I mean, I guess part of that is, actually resting from work um you know if you work a job Mm -hmm. um but i think above all it's a day of honoring the lord it's a day of worship it's a day of uh god-centeredness yeah you said like is it me time well not not particularly because you have it's like the whole point of the sabbath is to point to god and to remember him and to be grateful to him so yeah i guess that would be a uh, a little starter but yeah sabbath shows up a lot and then of course jesus comes in and he gets himself in a lot of trouble on the sabbath because <laughs> he's the lord of the sabbath and yeah. he's doing works on the sabbath in air quotes you know but yeah. he's doing acts of mercy which yeah but anyhow sweet um okay so so christians then mm-hmm. like are we required to take one day off every week uh to take a sabbath um like is everyone who doesn't take a sabbath are they sinning mm-hmm. against god <laughs> yeah i thought there's a really good question i was thinking about this a lot today um so where i kind of land personally i'm what you call a sabbatarian so I, that's where i've landed personally and so i would say that it are christians required to sabbath once a week and i would say yes it's similar to the way that Christians are required to be baptized, you know, and Christians are required to take communion and required to fellowship at church and all these imperatives that God gives us. Um, so I think, you know, what we have to remember in that is that God, God doesn't command to add to the burden. You know, if he, he's not commanding us to add burden to us or else we're under the law. We're under the, the burden of the law. And unless we keep it, we die. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's a command that God's given to bless us. And, um, you know, sort of like the command to be baptized, go baptize um, the nations. Um, it's like similar to that. It's like, I don't know why you wouldn't want to follow that command. You know, it's a, it's a blessing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, as, as far as like how to think about it, how I've sort of, uh, from what I've read and watched and listened to, 
Uh, there's a few like main texts about this. Um, one is Colossians 2.16, which says, Let no man judge, therefore judge you in food or in drink or in respect of, of any ho- holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substances of Christ. And then Romans 14.5, there's a verse that says, One man esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. And um, so, you know, that, from that you could say maybe like, well, maybe, you know, the Sabbath is gone. Maybe we don't have to honor a certain day. Um, but based on my reading of it, I think what Paul has in mind is this sort of rigid, pharisaical mind about the Sabbath. So, we, um, you know, mentioned Jesus getting into trouble on the Sabbath because he would heal people on the Sabbath or his hmm. disciples would go and pick grain on the Sabbath. And, you know, his critique of them was that they... Um, they were treating the day in a in a way that didn't even allow you to do something good and to serve people on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And um, the way it was in the old covenant was it was very strict. It had to be on that day. If you worked on that day, you were in big trouble. And so, uh, what I think Paul is arguing in Colossians is that uh, the ceremonial aspect of the Sabbath is done away with in Christ, um, which kind of gets into in the article with Hebrews 4 uh, and that you know that in- includes things like he mentions food in that verse he mentions drinking that verse so okay. the Jewish whole the Jewish food laws are done away with the, the circumcision is done away with and the way Sabbath is done is done is done away with so under gotcha. the new covenant which we sit under all days are um, ceremonially the same they're all ceremonially the same they are equally pure equally good Mm-hmm. But we as Christians choose to Sabbath on a particular day because we want to honor God and we want to, and and our worship of God on that day is what makes the day holy. The day so we don't itself Sabbath like the Jews Sabbath, right? Um, exactly. So and so that gets in the question of like, oh, you know, what if I have to work on Sunday because of my situation? Um, the freedom we like have, like police officers and exactly. people who run the electricity plants, mm-hmm. that, or nurses, yeah, you know, nurses, who, doctors. I know, yeah, I know people who even in like, yeah, who work at hospitals who have to be in on a Sunday at least once a month, if not more. Yeah, um, for them, it's like they can go worship God on a different day. They can rest a different day, and their worship is acceptable to God because um, all days are ceremonially holy, the mm-hmm. same. And um, so we have we have freedom in that. But as far as like the practice of taking a day to rest and to worship, I think is totally like we should strive to do that. Yeah. One way or another. And I think that's important because um, I know the other side of the coin and people would say it's maybe not a command that we are bound to be obedient to now. But it's, you know, if you disobey this principle in life of not taking a day every seven days, Mm Things will not go well for you. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, so, and even if you do lean into the maybe the the other side of like, well, I think we're more so commanded to that there is um, we don't do it the way the Jews did it. That that working on the Sabbath, um, some people call it works of necessity. Mm-hmm. You know, the plucking of the grain, like to eat. It's like. Mm-hmm. Well, we honor the Sabbath differently than the Jews did. And even they, back in Jesus' day, they were not honoring the Sabbath the way right. that the law of God commanded. Mm, yeah, I think it's in Isaiah. He has a lot to say about that. Mm-hmm. So let's shift a little bit. Um, in the article, you mentioned 
maybe the most important reason to uh, make a personal practice of taking a Sabbath is because it's about trusting God, of, it's about faith. Um, when or how did like taking a day of rest for you become like important? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about this day. I think actually it was a Jake Bennett talk that inspired me. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's high praise. <laughs> so well, uh, so my, after my sophomore year, I was stayed for our summer uh, training, our summer program, and that year we were going through the Imago Day, just like the creation things. And so one of those things is obviously the Sabbath. And you did give a talk about uh, resting throughout the week. And so that was after my sophomore year of college. And that was, I think, that's, I was like, okay, I'd never really thought about that concept before. And that's when I really started thinking about it um, a lot more. So that year I decided, you know, I was going to make an effort to not do homework on one, uh, on Saturdays because we did church on Saturdays then. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that was how I started thinking about it. And, um, yeah, made, started to try to make a, a practice of that in my own wow. life and really think about it. So that's really good. I never, I never knew that. So yeah, I was, yeah, I was thinking about it. I was like, I, I think, thought I spoke I way too long in that message too. <laughs> and I was like, Oh Lord, I'm putting people to sleep now. But <laughs> Hey, at least one person was, was impacted. So <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, how have you seen it being like, as you've done this, as you've made a practice of this, um, how has it blessed your life? Yeah. Well, I think the biggest way is what I mentioned before and just the, how I view God and how, like, oh, he does want you to rest. He, does, he doesn't require us to be fully on all the time and, and uh, just exhausting ourselves, not sleeping, all that good stuff. I think that was one of the bigger things. But I think a byproduct of, the, of that as well uh, that I didn't totally expect but happened was that since I knew this one day I am not going to be doing homework, um, you know, at that point as a student. Uh, since I knew that, then I also had to make sure that my homework got done every, like, in the other six days. So I think it really made me more faithful in those days. And so, so I was being faithful to rest, and then it forced me to be more faithful during the week, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I think was something you mentioned in your summer talk. But uh, just... Yeah, I think that's a huge benefit. It's like, well, mm-hmm. I'm actually more diligent in getting my tasks done and um, using my time well throughout the week because I know that I'm going to rest on this one day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and going back to just trusting God is a, a point I make in the article is that uh, one of the, that's one of the points is that God will provide if we're faithful to our work in those six days. And mm-hmm. he has been since as I've made that a, uh, a priority in my own life so sweet cool. well you. let's get into maybe a few really quick practicals um, we don't want to lay a burden on anyone and mm-hmm. saying this is what a Sabbath must look like for you yes a Sabbath day but um, what have you found helpful for you like um, is watching three football games on a Sunday restful mm-hmm. um, or or what are the things you do when on that day yeah, uh, I think the most helpful thing I've read from this is from uh, Tim Keller. Uh, he has an article about ways to rest. I, but I guess before I mention that, I think, as I mentioned before, the most important thing about the Sabbath is that it's God-honoring. So mm-hmm. the most important thing that we can be doing is gathering with God's people and singing 
um, our hearts out and praying graciously and taking communion and paying attention to the sermon, all those things, that's like a very key part to the Sabbath. Um, but then, you know, there's a question, like, what about with the rest of the day? And I read an article by TK, which I linked in my article, so I suggest checking, checking that out. Uh, but uh, some of the things he mentioned is just having a completely unplanned day, doing like what you want to do. So sometimes for me, you know, I spend a lot of time with people as part of my job. Uh, I spend a lot of time with students. I live with college students, live with 12 college students. So sometimes that means I go to the Franklin Avenue Library. Hopefully this doesn't give away my spot and people flood <laughs> it. And I sit there and I read a good book or I think or I journal and just spend some time uh, doing that. He mentions a vocational time. So doing something you really like to do that other people get paid to do, but you just like to do. Mm -hmm. um, contemplating, mm -hmm. journaling, praying, um, enjoying uh, music or concert or a good movie. Mm -hmm. um, nurturing relationships and then he also talks about injecting Sabbath into the week as well which I won't get into as much so yeah. you can kind of take all that and go a lot of different directions and his point isn't to say every Sabbath you must get these six things in but more you know am I doing all these different kinds of things there's lots of different ways to do that um, but I do think it really depends because like you said we don't want to burden anyone because then it becomes the law and um Mm -hmm. So, you know, as far as the guy wanting to watch football, like, well, what's his situation? You know, it, maybe I just had a really swamped week and I haven't sat down for a second. I haven't watched mm -hmm. anything. So maybe watching three football games sounds pretty good. But maybe you're a guy who watched three football game, college football games the day before and you watched Thursday night football. And maybe that's not uh, the best way to, to rest that day. And maybe mm -hmm. you're just being kind of lazy. So I, I would say it just kind of depends. But. There's yeah. a lot of different ways to rest. And, but yeah. bottom line is honoring the Lord and enjoying it because the Sabbath was made for us. Yeah, that's good. It's good to have, uh, remember, we need a lot of wisdom in how we rest. And it's about honoring God and recognizing even our own limits um, uh, and what we uh, need to, to honor the Lord with our heart, soul, mind, and body. So. Thank you, Dylan, for joining us. And listeners, if you found this conversation stimulating for your faith, please check out the whole article, and the link is in the show notes.